and we're live we're recording uh welcome to the movie bros podcast your favorite podcast where you come to watch and listen to uh people talk and review all the new movies uh i am there signs uh, with me is a uh, first time guest on this podcast but you've been on other podcasts correct me if i'm wrong, if I'm wrong of uh i believe with geek more i have welcome uh, mike valdez what's up hi mike you get mentioned after every episode because when I talk about geekbro.net, I talk about, I mentioned uh, Childlike at Best with Mike Valdez. That's very sweet. Yeah, well, thanks, right. man. Yeah, yeah right. that's my Absolutely. podcast. Uh, and it's great. Yeah, go listen to him, uh, to Mike Talk and Reminisce. Uh, and I like the fact that you basically do like an origin story of every every guest that you have on. Yeah. You get their origin story. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I, I, love, I love doing that, man. I mean... Uh, and now I, I kind of took a break from it, but we're starting a season two. Um, I think next month we're starting and I'm starting with, um, with, uh, Jason Marsden, uh, the voice of Max goof from a goofy movie. Sure. So yeah, it's going to be really fun, man. And so we start literally like, I, I just talk about like what, what it was like being a kid and like all of your stuff that kind of inspired you to be who you are today. Right. You know, so it's about never losing your sense of childlike wonder. Love it. I, I haven't, uh, to be honest with you, I haven't watched a Goofy movie. I never seen it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I was a big fan of Goof Troop when, when it was out. I was a sure. movie when Goof Troop was a thing. And uh, I just didn't, I never got to watch a Goofy movie. Something that to this day, my wife still shakes her head about. She's like, I don't even, she's like, <laughs> she it really is a great movie. She really hates the fight. She's like, how do we, how do we even get married? How do we even like? It's, it's very confused. I see. And then now I just don't want to watch it just to piss people off because it really gets people like confused. They're like, you've never seen a goofy movie. Like you, me right. saying I've never seen a goofy movie is equivalent to saying like your mother's a whore. And it's like, right? You said yeah. It? Yeah. No, it's true. It's uh, it, it is kind of weird. Like it's a very specific. Like, if you're from a specific age range, if you haven't seen that movie, it's very, like, strange that people... Because, I mean, it's, it's like, a more of, like, a millennial yeah. type of movie. And if you are a millennial or around that area and you haven't seen it, then majority of people are like, what in the world? Yeah, they, like, they I grew up on that. They to it. They take offense to it. I, um... What, I've, never, I've never had a, a real nickname in my life. Um, right. The, the one time I had a nick because you know nicknames got to be given to you and stuff like that. And my yeah. name is already four letters, so it's already short. But the one time I had a a quasi nickname, by that I mean that I was I was on a wrestling team in middle school. Uh -huh. It was only the wrestling team, and it was only my eighth grade year, and it was only for the wrestling season. Uh, but my coach uh, started calling me PJ from Goof Troop. Nice. Because I looked just like PJ. Uh when you know Love that. like when I had hair and stuff like that. And I was like, Yeah, I look like PJ from Good Troop. And yeah. I really dug that nickname. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I hope this catches on. And it never did. <laughs> I love that, dude. Yeah. Back when back when you had hair, you looked like a dog. It was awesome. I just looked like a dog. And by the way, <laughs> PJ, uh Dirk, those are cats. Pete, are they really? I Pete didn't is, know that. Pete is a cat. I my entire life I thought that pete was a dog therefore pj would be a dog as well so did and, I. and then around uh my daughter's 11 now so i want to say around 10 years ago i'm 40 i'm 41 so when i was i went 31 years thinking that pete was a cat a uh, dog yeah and then when she my daughter who's 11 now was into mickey mouse uh, clubhouse like you know you start finding out all this information and then sure. they, and then in one of the episodes they call him a cat and i was like wait what and then i googled it and i started looking it up and pete 
my friend is a cat. That is nuts. I mean, you learn something new every every day. That's yeah. wild. I had no idea. Which makes sense if you think about it, because Goofy's a dog. So I mean, it would make sense that those two would you know, hate have, each other. They have that adversary, like you know, Pete's always hating on Goofy. It would yeah. kind of make sense. But to me, he still looks like a dog. So I'm just like, yeah, it's a bad like it's kind of like when the dude who drew who draws Hello Kitty said that she's not a cat. Yeah. You, I don't know if you ever said I don't know if you ever heard that. No, but that is a wild statement. Like, like six or seven years ago, he said Hello Kitty is not a cat. The Hello Kitty is a girl, is a little girl with a cat back with a little kitten backpack. And I'm oh. like, and he's like that. And I'm like, no, nah, dude, she's a, that's a cat. Yeah, that's definitely a cat. About. But the creator is like, no, it's not a cat. I'm like, you're just high on shrooms. Right. But it's clearly Hello Kitty is clearly a fucking cat. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. All right, man, let's get to it. Uh, we are reviewing movies today. The movies that we're, we are going to review today are 2023's Cocaine Bear and 1980's Scarface. Can you believe that movie came out in 1980? 1980. Holy cow. Yeah. I, before I was born. That's yeah. wild. Uh, it's technically before I was born. Uh, yeah. I know you're I know you're much younger than me, but, uh, you know, it. yeah. It, it, 1983, I'm sorry. 1983. I, okay. I said uh, so 1983 Scarface. Um, pretty wild. Uh, so let's get to uh, Cocaine Bear. Cocaine. The synopsis of Cocaine Bear is uh, after a 500-pound black bear consumes a significant amount of cocaine and embarks on a drug-fueled rampage, an eccentric gathering of cops, criminals, tourists, and teenagers assemble in a Georgia forest. Uh, the movie is based... <laughs> very loosely based on a true yeah. story and by that i knew of this story i've known of this story for years now uh-huh. uh the true story of cocaine bear i don't know if you're aware of this mike um, i am yeah is is um so in the late 70s early 80s i believe it was uh there was they used to do you know the the drug runs that everybody now knows because of narcos or the show narcos yeah and there would be uh oftentimes these uh, cocaine duffel bags would be thrown out of small propeller planes, mm-hmm. uh, and then they would go, you know, be round the uh, rendezvous points where people on the ground would go pick up these packages because they weren't supposed to. If they land with drugs, then obviously they're gonna get arrested. Right. So they would purposely throw these packets of cocaine at certain altitudes in certain places, whether it be in the ocean or whether it be in forests, and then the rendezvous point. The true story is that uh, so that would actually happen throughout for you know decades or eight decades, and uh, this time the true story of Cocaine Bear is that it got thrown out of a plane and the pilot died. I think it I think it was that his chute didn't open what it was in real yeah. life, and then a bear found it and they found the bear the you know when they found the bear dead they found forty containers of cocaine emptied, out, yeah. uh, and then they did a. a, a you know, when once the bear died, they did an autopsy and he had cocaine in his system. They they feel it wasn't a lot of cocaine in his bloodstream, but they feel he ate more cocaine. The bear ate more cocaine than he ingested in it and he snorted, I guess. Yeah, I uh, heard that it was uh I think like one point four million dollars worth of cocaine was ingested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, which is crazy. Yeah, it's in a you know it'll kill it'll kill somebody. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it killed the bear. It yeah, the bear. So the bear died. Uh, for the real news, the real story, the bear died. We're just telling you this so that when we say the movie's based on a true story, we just know that it's not the the rest of the movies. 
you know, like Elizabeth Banks, the director, says, mm. like, this is a true story. And I look, I know the story for years now, the true story of it. And then she's like, we just wanted to make a movie. Like, what if the bear went on a cocaine killing spree? Yeah. And this is what it would ensue. Like, so they took a, a real life scenario and they said, what if this happened? This other stuff happened. So that's the story. Yeah. What were your, what were your uh, first initial thoughts when you watched? First of all, when you heard of the movie Cocaine Bear. Dude, what? when when I saw the trailer, in fact, I didn't even have to see the trailer. This is a movie, much like Scarface, where you show me the poster and the name of the movie, and I'm like, I already saw it. Yeah. Like, like you feel like you already know what it's about. Sure. You know what I mean? And um, and then the trailer, the trailer was cut in a way where it's just like, this is stupid. Right. You okay. know, and I was very surprised at how fun this movie is. Okay. This movie is very fun. I mean, granted, it's not a perfect movie at all, you know, but it is very fun. Uh, it's it's very reminiscent of 80s slasher movies in a lot of ways. It's almost like Wet Hot American Summer meets an 80s slasher movie in a weird way, you know. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, man, I mean, that's, that's kind of my initial, my initial thought at least. So I saw the poster for this before seeing a trailer months ago. ago. And when I saw the poster of it and I saw the name of it, I first, my initial thought was I'm fucking in. Yeah. My my initial thought, I was like, I'm in. And then I thought, wait, is this a real movie? Because they, (laughs) but I was like, cause it was, I was on Instagram. It was an ad. Mm. I'm like, wait, is this a real movie? Or is this like one of those like mocked up? You know what I mean? Like, look at me. I could I could mock up a, a poster what it would look like if they made a movie. Right. Um, and so I was like, is this a real movie? And then the one who posted it was Regal Cinemas. I follow Regal Cinemas on Instagram. Nice. And I was like, oh, it has to be like, Regal's not gonna post a fucking fan-made mo- poster, are they? You know? And so I was, but I was immediately I was like, I'm in cocaine bear, and they and they, the, this picture of the bear with all coked out. I was like, I'm that poster is fucking amazing. It is a great poster, and I'm yeah. just like, I'm in, dude. And then I did a podcast with Ari Spears a couple of weeks ago where mm-hmm. they talked about the movie, and I had not seen it. And I said I'm gonna watch it for my podcast, but I'm gonna. I literally had planned to watch it the following day, and he said, Well, uh, you know, just you know, so they gave their thoughts on it, and they hated the movie. Each, you know, Aries and uh, and Andy both hated the movie, and they talked about how bad it was and how silly and stupid it was. And I said, then I said, would I think it? It sounds like from what you guys are describing that the movie would be better if you watched it with somebody. Like you, it, yeah. it feels like one of those movies. And because we do this podcast, uh, movie bros, and because uh, we've reviewed uh, for Kickflix, we've done a bunch of martial arts movies that we've reviewed. There's a lot of martial arts movies that are really cheesy if you just watch them by yourself, yeah. and you don't really take into the you know the 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 like. You're supposed to be okay with the cheesiness in a lot of um, a lot of movies, uh, especially this kind of genre. Mm-hmm. And I felt that uh, I watched this movie with my wife. She had no idea that I was putting it on. She had no idea she had signed up for this, but she would just happen to be on the couch next to me. And I was like, we're watching Cocaine Bear. <laughs> and she was at first, she was like, oh, this is stupid. This is stupid. She kept saying that probably for like 15, 20 minutes. And then she just, I guess she relinquished. And she was like, oh, this is just, it's supposed to be silly. Yeah, it's supposed to be dumb, and she just and then I and then found her. I found you know she found herself laughing. I'm like, here we go. So I didn't say anything to her. I was like, you 
she could have her opinions if she wants to. I'm not trying to change her opinions, but I thought it was going to be, I felt like it was going to be fun. I, I saw half a trailer. I saw the poster before the movie and I saw half a trailer because I was like, I'm in, I don't, you don't need to say anything. Say less fam. Say less. <laughs> I, I, I'm in. And, uh, and that's where I, I was at. I very much thoroughly enjoyed the fucking ridiculousness of it. The silliness yeah. of it. I did not expect the horror aspect of it in the sense of like the gruesome body yeah. parts. No, like the gore, yeah. Yeah, the gore. And uh, but I was all for it, man. I was all for it. Uh I thought it was super like some of the things I think were jokes that they didn't I don't think more, many people realize that they were jokes. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that they were calling those teenagers teenagers. I'm like, they're fucking 30 years old. There's no yeah. way those are fucking teenagers. But I th- I don't think people realize that. I don't think people realize that that's a joke in itself. They're m- making fun of those 80s slasher movies. That it was like, you damn kids. And it's like, Kevin Bacon's 40, man. Are you out of your fucking mind? Like that's, yeah. I, and again, those little jokes that are... I don't think people realize that it was a joke. And I'm like, that's a fucking... I'm like, that's hilarious. That dude's not a teenager. And they kept calling them these teenagers. I'm like, that dude has a must. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's why it's very reminiscent to Wet Hot American Summer because yes, yes. the the movie and the TV series is very much grown adults pretending to be fourteen years old, uh-huh. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, and that's why it's so funny, you know, because yeah. it's just like you can you can see that their mannerisms are as a fourteen year old, but they're just yeah. grown men and women. Yeah, you know? like the people, the teenagers in in Cocaine Bear have teenagers like they yeah. those they have grown ass men playing teenagers i'm like dude that that dude dry drove his, his teenager drove him to set like what are you talking about <laughs> but i thought it was great i'm like that's funny and my wife was like what do you mean i'm like that's not a teenager and she's like oh yeah but it's supposed to be i'm like no no but you don't understand it's a it's a joke mocking the movies mm-hmm. it's all those 80s movies just like um carrie russell's outfit in that movie yes fucking absurd yeah it's fucking absurd that bright hot pink like that's but they're doing it to mock the movies that were made in the 80s because it's supposed to take place in the 80s so they went all the way they just turned the fucking knob to 11 and they're Mm. like we're gonna i mean it's just ridiculous and almost like uh did you see cabin in the woods uh, no, I did not see Cabin in the Woods. So there's a scene in Cabin in the Woods where they're in they're in a cabin in the woods. Spoiler right. alert! And uh, a door from underneath a basement just flies open, and you you know majority of people would be like, "That's a ghost," and they're like, "What was that?" And then Chris Hemsworth says, "Maybe it was the wind," oh. and it's it's the subtlest little joke. Yeah, but it's so funny because it's like. That's the shit that people say in these yeah. like yeah. exorcism movies where it's like, oh, maybe it was the wind. And it's like, that wasn't the fucking wind. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like in uh like at that progressive, is it that pro- is it the Geico? I think it's a Geico commercial, the progressive commercial. Yeah. Where it's filmed and shot exactly like a horror movie, like a slasher mm. movie. And he's like, Why don't we get in that running car over there? He's like, No, guys, come on, we gotta get behind that uh uh curtain of chainsaws. And it's yeah. literally a curtain <laughs> of chainsaws, and they're like, Let's go. Like, why don't we get in the running car? And they're like, No, exactly. that's not do that. And it's like, and then they literally walk into the garage where the killer is already waiting for them. Yes, and, and it's all of that wink at the camera. And I just had a blast, dude. I, I really fucking enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed the gore, and I'm not mm. a gore person. Uh sure. first of all, I'm not I'm not a horror movie person to begin with. And I'm I'm definitely not a gore person, but fuck, it was fun. It was like, yeah. and I think the fact that they did all this gore, what what lightened it was they did all this gore in the daytime. 
Yeah. Right. So it's like there's there's no hiding behind the sh- the 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 shadows, and there's no hiding behind like, oh, what does this mean? Or it's like, look, we're showing you how we like, dude. The fact when that, I mean, all the deaths were, and it is a complete spoiler alert episode, by the way. If you if mm-hmm. you haven't seen this movie and you really care about, I'm, we're gonna go into detail, but because this is so absurd. Yeah. Like the fact that the guy, the 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 ranger goes back to the station, right, is already funny. Right. And because she has her ass a chunk taken out of her ass, right? Yeah. And, and she's like, when I say open the door, you open the door. And the guy thinks he's talking about his fucking friend or the, right. the guy who, uh, Ice Cube's son. Uh, and then the guy opens the door and he goes, that's a fucking bear. And then she shoots and blows his fucking head off. <laughs> and you can see the escape wound. You can see the escape wound. <laughs> you can see the whole front of his skull came out. And I, I, me and my wife were both like, oh, yeah. Like we, there were so many of those moments where we were like, "Oh, we did not expect that." It was bonkers, dude. Yeah, there's moments in the movie where, because I saw it, I saw it on demand, and I saw it alone, and and part of me was like, "Man, I kind of wish I saw this in a full theater." Yes, because yes. there's moments where, like, you would know if a the audience has done cocaine before, and and b and b it would just be really fun because, like, like for example, what I mean by that first statement spoiler alert again when the kids do cocaine right you know what i mean <laughs> by the way and the kids are eating it because they think it's they yeah because they think you're supposed it. to eat it yeah. yeah and so like and so i mean i could just imagine the people being like oh no please don't do that <laughs> you know like the children i mean these children are, are like you know eating. i think that's how they get away with it i think if they would if i think if they can't have kids i think i don't think they would have been able to get even a rated r rating mm-hmm. If you have kids snorting cocaine, children snorting cocaine, yeah. I don't think you would have been able to get away with it. But the fact that they ate it, yeah, <laughs> was I think, and I'm, maybe I'm just looking at it from a very analytical point of view. But I'm just looking at this as a as a you know I'm trying to I'm trying You're to probably I'm, I'm, right. I'm trying to write a script, right? So mm-hmm. I'm thinking of all these ways of all these. I'm hearing all these stories of like scripts having to be changed, and I'm like, there's no way they would yeah. have allowed kids to do fucking coke, like snort it. <laughs> there would have no way, but they still have to. And they and then it's cool. It, I think it was ingenious because one, whether it was written that way originally or not, I think it's better that they did that because one, you show the kids innocence of not knowing. Yes. Right. And two, you then as a callback, when the scene where he's like, so if you do cocaine, I, um, like what are the bad things that could happen? And then, you know what I mean? When she, yeah. the kid's asking and he's like, yeah, you, you know, don't you want to do it all the time? And like, I don't think, I think you shouldn't do it anymore. And right. you know, and then they call themselves cokeheads at the end. Like I think it, yeah. it was it played very well into the whole innocence of a child. Or like they the don't know. The kids were actually my favorite part of the movie. Um, in fact, the uh, my the, favorite part was a cocaine bear. I mean, of course, the bear. Okay, the bear's the best actor in this whole goddamn movie. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> this movie makes you say. Let's put let's get any scene from any movie ever and put a cocaine bear in it. Yeah. Now let's see what happens. And, <laughs> and the hijinks ensue. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, given to given uh the the end uh the end like kill sequence in the third act, which is like the best part, where yeah. like all four of these guys are on a standoff and then just enters the bear and you're like, Oh shit, this is something's gonna happen. This is great. But yeah, like the kid Mostly the the boy, I thought he was so funny. Like, uh, I thought that scene where he saw the dead body and he's like, 
I feel like this is something I want to forget, but I'm going to remember for the rest of my yeah. life. <laughs> I want to forget this, but I feel like this is something that stays with you for yeah. years. From, like it's, yeah, I agree. It, so was, good. it was so funny. I love, I love the fact that Elizabeth Banks, you could tell that Elizabeth Banks directed this. And by that, yes. I mean a very popular actress because she was able to get all these other actors in this movie who I don't think would have accepted the gig if it would have been like a no-name director. Yeah. This I also movie... don't think the movie would have been as good in the sense of like quality. Yeah. Like Again, the... because you get quality actors Yeah, who clearly are just friends with Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks and she's like, mm. hey, I'm doing this movie about a cocaine bear. And it's like, it, Mike, if I call you up and go, hey, I'm doing a movie about a cocaine bear, you're like, yeah, I'm in. Let's do of it. Of course. You know what I mean? It just happens to be that her friends are super talented, famous actors. Yeah. They got the, the comedian for the paramedic. Did you see? Did you notice him? Yeah. The uh, the guy that does the all the... Guy. The yeah, IKEA the IKEA guy. guy. Yeah, I and I was like, "That's the fucking IKEA guy." And my wife yeah. was like, "Is it?" I was like, "That's fucking him, dude." I'm mm-hmm. and, I, and then of course I had to look it up, and it was. I was like, "Oh shit!" And it's his first movie. Yeah, first yeah. movie. I was like, "Dude, that's so fucking." You, you went from doing TikToks about about customer service mm-hmm. to being in a movie in a Hollywood and in a real Hollywood movie. I mean, it was a silly, ridiculous Hollywood. Of course, movie. Yeah. Still a real movie. Yeah, it was still a, a real they movie. Promoted yeah. it on the Academy Awards, <laughs> like. <laughs> only elizabeth banks could do that only elizabeth banks could come out and present an award with a fake cocaine bear on stage yeah, it's like, it's like i mean i i have to say that and i heard this on another podcast but i just agree with it so much where it's like elizabeth banks and lord and miller are the ones that made this movie possible in a lot who, of ways lord and miller they're the producers of this movie because right. they also produced a lot of movies and wrote and produced a lot of these movies, uh, like the Lego movie, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, right, right. Um, uh, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Puss in Boots, which like, yeah, they're all kids movies. But if you think about it, they're silly ideas that you would think like a lego movie like okay dude you know but then you see it and you're like wow this is actually incredible you know and like uh they also did 21 jump street the remake to 21 jump street um all that stuff and i feel like because of lord miller then they they were able to i think that trifecta pitching this movie is what made I guess was it Universal? Yeah, Universal be like, we have to do this. You yeah, know? when you got the guys from Spider Verse, yeah, coming to the Spider Verse saying, "Hey, we want to make a movie about a cocaine bear." They're gonna, they're not gonna say no. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you made Spider Verse. What are we gonna say yeah. no to you? Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, everything that they've done has been weird, but the weird has like kind of changed things. You know, like because now. Into the Spider-Verse is this movie that, like, no movie like that was ever made at that time. Right. You know, where it was, like, a living, breathing comic book movie where you felt like you were reading a comic book sometimes. It was awesome. Awesome. And then, you know, it uh, again, it's a silly premise, but you never... If you told me 
in t- like 10 years ago, there's going to be a movie called Cocaine Bear and everyone's going to think it's awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't really believe you. Yeah. Be like, that sounds like a straight to D- uh, Walmart DVD. You know, and, like, and the cast has to be like completely like full of nobodies, right? Like, yeah, you have, you, this is, dude. Like th- this cast is absurd. Like that, yeah. just like when you look at the cast, Ray Liotta, one of his last movies, which I think yeah. is hilarious, that is one of his last movies. I wonder if he got to finish it. I I hope he did. Um, I, I don't know so if some scenes were cut or whatever, but um, you know, Kerry Russell, uh, uh O'Shea, O'Shea Jackson Jr., which yeah. is fucking you know blowing up uh after he's phenomenal i love him he really is he was in he was in um the the obi-wan uh show yeah yeah Mm -hmm. uh ray liotta uh isaiah whitlock jr is great he's from uh from the wire yeah fun fun fact nary uh i did a pilot with him oh really uh, five years ago yeah he's super cool he's a really really good he seems like a cool guy he's He's a nice guy yeah i like him a lot uh, Margot um, uh, Martindale, which played the sh- uh, the Park Ranger. Yeah, I love she her. Was everything. Awesome. I love her and everything she does. She, she was, was in, so good. She was in Justified. She was. I love her and everything she does. Her she death always, is probably the most brutal, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you felt. I mean, they're all very bad, though. Ray Liotta's, but dude, like Ray Liotta was like Hannibal level. She's on, on like a she's a on a stretcher and like just you can feel her face hitting the gravel, <laughs> like and like the impact. I mean, I just... actually didn't even. I'm like, I wonder if she died. Like, I was really thinking that. Like, I wonder if she's dead. And then, the, and then when the bear walked by her, I'm like, I think she's dead. Like, <laughs> she's dead. Um, let's see here. Uh, and then uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Yeah, he was hilarious. He's he great. Like. All of these people, the dude, the the big strong Viking playing from from Game of Thrones. All the Neckrich? Is that what it is? I I well all no, the no, no, I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the begin in the beginning when you have the the two uh the two hikers. Oh, the hikers! Yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. That is the guy from Game of Thrones. You're he's absolutely the guy right. From Game of Thrones, and he plays this big, huge, masculine dude in Game of Thrones, and then in this one, he's just like the fact that they're called Olaf and and. And Elsa. Yeah. I mean, that, that right there's a joke. And people yeah. don't, I'm like, I don't think people would understand this. Like, it's, yeah. I think, I think that the, the reason why this movie's getting mixed reviews is because some people, some people just went in wanting something different. And if you go in just accepting this movie for whatever it is, you're going to have such a good time, you know? And like, but, but if you're like, this movie better be accurate to what it's like to be on cocaine. Yeah. Like, you know, then it's just like, what are you even watching this movie for? Well, you I don't know? think any of the movies on this episode are accurate to what it would be like. <laughs> <on cocaine. laughs> I think both of these movies are exactly the same. This literally cocaine bear is what Scarface would be if, Scar- yeah. if Tony Montana was a bear. Yeah, that's, to be fair, the bear is more Cuban than Al Pacino. So very much so, <laughs> very much so. The bear is more Cuban than Al Pacino. The bear actually underacts compared yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the bear, no, uh, the, I was gonna... the bear to be like, hey, can you like ramp it up a little bit? Before... <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, um, uh, Alden Eckrich is uh, the guy that played Han Solo. In the right, pre- right, in, right, in right, Solo. right. He has one of the funniest lines where you find out that the bear's a woman or That's a girl. Great. Yeah, yeah <laughs> her vagina's in my know. ear. The vagina's in my ear, which 
<laughs> Again, if you look, my I was it was so good. That whole yeah. thing was so good. Yeah, it was I a great movie. Part, I love the line. They the mix the fact that they mixed in the comedy with the horror elements, mm-hmm. right? Like the cop is getting out of the car, and when they're showing the viewpoint from the window, where there's like a smudge of blood, where like somebody's trying to grasp, and it's like very ominous music. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to the the cop getting out of the car, and it's very like roses and daisies out in the like the music is very like, and then they cut to again. Back to the inside, the inside the cabin with the window being bloodied. It goes back to the ominous music, and it's and, and it, it's done. And and I think it's such a great, that's such a great, like, spoof of a whole entire genre. Yeah. And I think they're they're doing it. It's completely on purpose. It's completely making fun of itself. It's making fun of Hollywood movies. And I fucking I was in for it, man. I was like, this is great. That line that he has, which is really cool, where he starts laughing the cop as he's dying, and he's like an apex predator on cocaine. Mm-hmm. And you guys are gonna go chase it. Have at it. Like he's just <laughs> like, that's a fucking great. I mean, yeah. I was just like, yeah, that is sound that does sound pretty dumb, doesn't it? You know, and it, uh, it also is very 80s because uh especially 80s cop movies. Because 80s cop movies, like, when, the when like, the lieutenant dies, he always says something super smart yes. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's just, like, an apex predator that's on cocaine. Have fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, <laughs> he just dies. Good. I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. So, um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie a 68% on by critics. 68 percent. my question to you and to every guest that comes on is do you think what do you think the audience score do you think the audience score is higher or lower and by how much like what do you think the audience score is i think the audience score is definitely higher and by how much what do you think the audience score is uh if you're looking at 68 percent for critics and you're saying you think it's higher what do you what do you think i think i think i i'm gonna i'm gonna say 10 percent Okay, so you're saying that it's going to be uh, 78? 78. All right. I would have guessed the same thing, but it's actually higher, but it's by 70, it's 71%. So it's really? eight critics, 71 audience. So it is higher, but not as much as you would think. I, I I thought the same thing. I would like, if you would have asked me, you know, 10 minutes ago before looking it up, I would have said it's going to be a 75% yeah. uh, audience and it's 71 but uh, that also tracks. I'm like, all right, the two people that I, the, the two other people that I've known have seen it, hated it. Yeah. And um, so, what would you rate this movie from one to five, Mike? I don't know if you've heard the podcast before, but not only do we give a rating, but we give a rating system. So, okay. if we were rating, I don't know, we were rating Batman, you would say one of five batarangs. Like you would, sure. you, came, you come up with your own. So, how for Cocaine Bear, between one and five, what would you rate it? I'd give it four duffel bags. Four duffel bags out of, <laughs> out of five. Four out of, out of five. five duffel bags. Yeah, because um, it's a lot of fun. It's not yeah. perfect, but it's so much fun, and I would recommend it. Yes, absolutely. Well, three is anything. Any three and above is a recommendation, as we say. Just mm-hmm. we're stealing from Empire's uh, Empire Movie Review podcast. They say the same thing. Anything above three stars is a recommendation, uh, or three stars and up is a recommendation. I'm. I will agree with you. I'm going to say four. Four out of five kilos. I'm gonna go yeah, four out of five nice. uh kilos um for this movie. I very much enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I can't I'm glad that I bought it. I bought it on iTunes. Nice. So I'm glad I did. Uh and it was well worth it. 
it's so it's so like worth rewatching, especially with with a group of people people that haven't seen it. Yeah, good. I'm I'm in. I can't wait to show it to my children. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Your kids are gonna love it. Oh my god! I know. This is the clip that Child uh, Protective Services cuts and be like. Joking, I'm joking, Judge. Jesus, uh, the comedy <laughs> podcast forgot. All right, uh, all right, so that's it for take one for Cocaine Bear. Moving on to take two, cut, print. Take two is 1983's Scarface. Uh, the 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 synopsis of Scarface is after getting a green card in exchange for assassinating a Cuban government official, Tony Montana stakes a claim on the gang trade in Miami viciously murdering anyone who stands in his way. Tony eventually becomes the biggest drug lord in the state, controlling nearly all the cocaine that comes through Miami. But increased pressure from the police, wars with Colombian drug cartels, and his own drug-fueled paranoia serve to fuel the flames of his eventual downfall. Damn, talk about fucking spoiling the movie. Yeah. In the the synopsis, (laughs) holy shit. Um, All right, so when did you first watch this movie? I first saw this movie... I was in high school Um, when I was in high school, maybe around 13 or 14. It was probably middle school, I guess. Yeah. And, and I, I was really into watching old movies because I I became like a, like a movie buff when I was kind of younger. And I was just, uh, I love the fact that you're so young that 1983 is considered an old movie for you when you were a child. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's an old, old movie now it's an old movie now but when you're 12 years old you're like i'm gonna watch something old as fuck. yeah you watch a classic yeah Casablanca? i don't know what that means but i'm gonna watch scarface <laughs> well i, I mean i was I, I got to oh, a relative. point i got to a point where i was at uh the i mean everybody remembers blockbuster but i used right. to go to a place called hollywood video hollywood video yeah yeah i love that place and i literally went through their pretty much everything where I was like, if I want to watch a drama, I'm going to watch something I've never seen before, but I've heard about it, you know? And if I want to see a comedy, I'm going to watch it, you know, having not seen it, but heard about it or whatever. And so I didn't care about like, didn't really care about new releases as much. I just wanted to like watch movies uh, that people had talked about. So that's why like, you know, at 14, I was watching like Silence of the Lambs, which I shouldn't have been watching and uh, Clockwork Orange, which like, I think you shouldn't watch even if you're 40, you know, but like, um, you know, just uh, stuff like that. But that's how I first saw Scarface. Um, And it was, this was, believe it or not, this I believe was still VHS when I saw it. It was two tapes. Yes, huge, yeah, I remember that. It was that. a huge I, deal. I remember that. Yeah, it was a huge deal. Like that movie and like Titanic were like the only two tapers I ever knew about. Braveheart. Oh yeah, Braveheart has two tapes. You're Braveheart, right. Braveheart, Titanic. Um I didn't get Braveheart till DVD though. At least I got, have it. I, I had Braveheart on every format. I've had it on cassette, I've had it on DVD, Blu-ray, and <laughs> I've had it on Is it just all... Mel Gibson reading it to you? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> It's, very, it's a very harsh uh, book. Um, yeah, it's very. It's a lot more anti-Semitic when you when he reads it. Yeah, it's a little like oh, I don't. <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember really want us being on this uh, on this on this crusade here. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyway, so he he um, yeah. So that was when you first saw. How old were you? You said I was probably like fourteen, fifteen around How that age. How many times have you seen it since? 
I haven't seen it since, I don't think. It was one really? of those movies where um, I, and this is how I am with a lot of movies when it comes to like, especially award-winning movies or nominated movies. Once I've seen it, I'm like, I'm good. I don't really need to see this again. Okay. There's very few movies uh, that people talk about. You know, Goodfellas is one where it's like, I can watch that more oh, than yeah. once, yeah. you know? Um Casino is one that I can watch more than once, you know, Back to the Future, movies like that. But, you know, a movie like uh, like Scarface, like I actually wrote this down. Um, I, I feel like um, Scarface is a lot like Avatar The Way of Water because like the movie is like fine, but then there's just people who make it their personality. <laughs> You know, like yes, yeah, so, yeah. Like, they're called hip hop artists. Yeah, <laughs> every rapper, in, every rapper in the nineties and the two thousands was yeah. like everything. You mean was a you mean artist. every barber who has a SoundCloud? That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. Every single one, especially living in Miami, dude. Living in Miami yeah, is like I every know. Party yeah. song. Jesus Christ! Like it's a big, yeah, it was a real thing. Yeah, yeah. I know guys like that. Yeah, and that and that only changed when Sopranos came out because then they made the personality Tony Soprano. Yeah, <laughs> kept the same name, first name, just changed the last name. It's true. Brutal, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I saw this movie uh for the first time. I was also a teenager, but it, you know I'm older than you, and I remember watching this movie at first, probably being like 16 or 17 when I first saw this movie, which had to okay. be 1998, 97, and then I didn't like it. I thought it was overacted i thought it was overly done i i was very confused because by that time i saw this movie it was already on everybody's everybody was already it was already a cult classic it was already a you have to see this everybody loves this movie and i remember watching it going like it was probably the, I, I probably watched it around the same year it had to be when braveheart came out in 95 so i want to say around that time because i remember yeah. watching braveheart and being blown the fuck away from it to the point that it's still my favorite movie of all time yeah and i'm looking and that so you know, being a fan of movies ever since I was a kid, going back and watching these movies, and I remember watching Scarface, and I'm like, but this sucks, though, right? Like, everybody, and everybody <laughs> was like, no, it's amazing. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I'm, I was lost. I'm like, but his accent is really bad. And again, living in Miami, I'm not Cuban, but I, I literally every one of my friends are. So I'm like, but nobody speaks that way. Nobody. Oh, yeah, but it's just, you know, it's Pacino. I'm like, but isn't he supposed to be a great actor? What the fuck is happening? I was so confused because it was full of contradictions. It was like, Cubans don't talk this way. Yeah, but it's okay if he talks this way. Why? Oh, it's Pacino. Oh, is Pacino a bad actor? So you're giving him a pass? No, he's a great actor. Wait, but why the <laughs> fuck are you giving him a pass if he's a great actor? I don't understand. And then, and then it's like, so I feel was, like all my feelings are being so validated right now. Yeah. So for a long time, for a long, and then I would watch the movie, and then as I got older, I would try to watch it here and there. And I remember in my twenties, I, I watched it yet again, or try or watch. Never from never from beginning to end. Always just like in big chunks. As the movie's a lot, it's a long movie. It is very long. And so I remember watching in long chunks, maybe like watching an hour. And I remember thinking to myself, "This is kind of cheesy." The the and I this is the first time I, in my teens I critiqued the acting a lot. And mm. by critique the acting, I means only Al Pacino's acting because everybody else's acting was great. I think. And then yeah, in my twenties, I critiqued the directing. And I was just like, why are they put why are they putting on the screen like I don't the, the montage I didn't like, you know, like when they do the montage and the counting of money, whatever. Now it's an iconic uh montage because now people use it as, as a meme. 
Sure. Um, and so I'm just looking at it, and I'm and I'm critiquing the, the, um, the directing. I don't like when a director puts six months later, and you're like, oh, just, you don't have to, <laughs> just. You know what I mean? Like, have that as part of the dialogue. Why can you make that as part of the dialogue? You don't have to yeah. put it on the screen. We're not. I don't understand why why people do that. So I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I'm not even a fan of people when they put like Indiana, Indianapolis, and you're like, just who gets just <laughs> who fucking gather that it's a different place. Uh, Marvel started doing that with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where they're like, we're on a different planet now. Like, we understand yeah. that it's a different planet. Like, there's, the people were green in the other planet, and now they're purple. We understand. Like, this isn't. Uh, all right. Anyways, so That's that was funny. in my 20s, and then I and then I said probably around three years ago, I think during the pandemic, I said, you know what? Let me give this movie a shot because I, I love rewatching movies, especially if I don't like them. Okay. With enough time passing, because I want to be able to see something that I didn't see before. Maybe this time I'll like it. And my 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 example, my go-to example for that is The Rocketeer. I wasn't a fan of The Rocketeer growing up mm-hmm. because I thought the movie was too campy. It was too cheesy, and I just didn't want that from the movie. And now, maybe like six, seven years ago, I rewatched Rocketeer, and I, I understood that they were going for the campy. Yeah. And I'm still not the biggest fan of the campy, but I still now am able to go, no, no, it's a good movie in spite of it being campy. Right. So I like rewatching movies and kind of giving them a chance and being like, especially movies I didn't like. And I'm not saying that I'll watch them, I'll, but I'll give them, you know, three or four years and then give them another watch. Um, and I especially like doing that with movies that I'm quote unquote supposed to love. Scarface being one of them. I'm supposed. Everybody loves this movie. They type, you know. So you're supposed. You speaking bad about this movie is like blasphemous. Right. Like people, especially living in Miami, people are like, oh, how dare you? And I'm like, what? I don't. It, it's shit though, right? Like we're not. Yeah. Everybody, everybody does. We don't all think it's shit. Um. So I rewatched this movie about three or four years ago, and I got. I say I. I think it got better with time for me. I'm able to. I just got over the fact. I did. I I had to get over the his overacting. Pacino's acting is. I'm pretty sure he was on coke. Pretty yeah. fucking sure. Um, mm-hmm. it's way overacted. But I think the fact that it's only him overacting, I'm like okay. And I just I'm okay with it now. More so, way more so than than I have been for the last twenty years. It took a long okay. time to get to that point. Yeah, I I don't think I ever got over it. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you only I mean, watched it once. You only watched it once. I, right? Yeah, I did only watch it once. You're absolutely right. And like, and and to be fair, I mean, and I'm about to say something even more blasphemous than this, dude. I um, already told you I haven't seen a goofy movie. Come on. Man. I mean, I I don't think Al Pacino's that great in general. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? I like, fun. I think I, I and this is just me. I think once he played Big Boy Caprice in Dick Tracy, mm-hmm. he said, "That's it. I'm never playing another character ever again." <laughs> well, he was different in Heat. In Heat, he was a different. He guy. was before Dick Tracy. Was it? Yeah. I gotta look this up. I'm pretty think. sure Heat was before Dick Tracy. Which, by the way, before Dick Tracy, he was fine. He was he wasn't bad, you know. Wow. But I mean, Big Boy Caprice. I mean, it's like when Johnny Depp did Pirates of the Caribbean. You're like, oh, so you're only Jack Sparrow now? Cool. You know, well, he like, was only Jack Sparrow for a long, long time before that, man. Yeah. Well, he now was, he's like, a guy that got out of a horrible relationship. Yeah. With his wife, now we're but, rooting for him again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was in ni- 95. Yeah. So, no, Dick Tracy came first, man. 
Did it really? I yeah, thought Dick, it was. I thought uh, Dick Tracy was ninety four, five or ninety six. No, Dick Tracy was ninety. Oh, yeah. really? No, I knew, okay. Yeah, he was ninety five. There was. He's been in a lot of really. Again, I'm a huge fan of Pacino, but I will. I am not a fan of. There's not one actor or person in which I will defend to the death as far as their entire movie repertoire. Like I'm sure. a huge fan of The Rock. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge fan of The Rock. I was a fan of his since his wrestling days. I, I literally bought and read his book, which is one of the few books I've read. Yeah. Uh, and I'm talking about like actual, not an audio book. I'm talking about like physical hardcover book I bought when it first came out. And this was probably in 95, 96 or something like that. Maybe wow. no, 2005 or 2000. Anyways, I'm a huge fan of his, but I'm not going to defend his, his entire movie catalog. I'm never, you're never going to be like doom was a doom. I've never watched and will never watch doom. Cause it fucking, it looked so bad already. From, yeah. the, from the jump uh baywatch sucked like i'm yeah again i'm really one of those people so no matter how much i like an actor or their work i will never def- i'm never gonna like staunchly defend everything they do i would just call a spade a spade yeah. i love pacino i think pacino is literally one of the one of the greatest actors ever and he's the one i point to when i say things like i, I think harrison ford is a bad actor Mm-hmm. And people always give me grief for that. And I said, give me a role aside from Indiana Jones and aside from aside from uh, Han Solo. Tell me something that that Harrison Ford has done in the last 20 years. And people are like, well, he's an old guy. And I point to Pacino and I point to De Niro and I point to Tom Hanks. And I go, these guys are old yeah. and they're still fucking putting out, you know, good performances. So Pacino's been in some good shit though like he's to done me, some good work but I, you're right. I i do i do see the exaggeration yeah i do see that guy the over animated guy i, I will say the- this though i will say this and and i i want to retract my statement a bit because a good actor takes big swings right and al pacino it's takes the biggest the big biggest swings thing. you know what i mean and sometimes for the worse but yeah. sometimes he knocks it out of the park. You know Dude, what I he mean? He was in House of Gucci. He did great in House of yeah. Gucci. Yeah, he's uh, like one of the only good parts of that movie. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> uh, he did good in House of Gucci. I loved him in Devil's Advocate. Again, he played I, Yeah, really I big. love Devil's Advocate. Yeah, that's... really big. But he was supposed to. He was the fucking devil, for God's sake. Jesus. I mean, speaking... Uh, I was going to say, going back to Harrison Ford for a second, I I kind of agree in a weird way. But the, it, because I don't necessarily think that he's like the greatest actor, because even because you're you're that point was a really good point where you were just like name any movie other than Indiana Jones or Star Wars where yeah. he's actually acting. Yeah, and I could honestly tell you this, Neri, I don't think he's acting in Indiana Jones or Star Wars. I think the reason why we like him is because he's so like he's so charismatic. Well, here's the thing. I'm not even saying that he was a good actor in those movies. I'm saying aside from those roles, because no, those are the two roles that everybody remembers him from. Right. And so, I, you know, like, again, if you say, hey, give me a role that Al Pacino's done, everybody's going to say Tony Montana. I get it. Of course. But if you press them and you go, give me another movie, they'll start naming you movies. Yeah. You know, you're same not with gonna, De Niro and yeah, De Niro, same with De Niro. You're gonna say, Oh, De Niro was you know the guy in Goodfellas, and you yeah, press taxi it, driver, taxi like, driver. You, you're gonna find more. I could press people for Harrison Ford all day. Mm-hmm. Friends who like I have uh I'm friends with uh with uh with Paul Cashanova, right? Yeah, who is the same age as 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 Harrison Ford, and I was mm-hmm. like, he so Harrison Ford, like he when he was a 
when he was in his 20s, uh, Paul, he was watching Harrison Ford be Indiana Jones and be Han Solo. So he's grown up. I'm like, all right, so you've come up knowing Harrison Ford. Name me a movie in the last 20 fucking years that he's done. And you, they, he couldn't come up with one. Yeah. Like, you can't come up with one movie that he's done yeah. in the last 20. 20 years is a long time, dude. I'm not giving yeah. you like, I'm not giving you a five-year window. 20 years. I mean, you can't come up with it. Y- well, the thing the thing I will say is, I mean, I I love I love Harrison Ford, and I I could name movies that he's been in in the last. I think 20 people. Years. I think people. I think when people say I love Harrison Ford, they mean I love the movies he's in. Yeah, agreed. But agreed. That's, that's not loving his performances. Like exactly. We, like that's, we just talked about. That's what I was gonna say. We just talked about uh, Pacino in House of Gucci, right? We're like, oh, I love Pacino in House of Gucci. Do you love House of Gucci? I love Pacino and House of Gucci. Like you're never gonna experience <laughs> that kind of. I don't know, man. I, I don't. So I, mean, I don't. Did wanna... you? Did you by any chance? This is a great point that I'm making. Did you? That that. Uh, did you by any chance see the whale? No, I haven't seen it yet. I'm, 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 <clears throat> okay. So it's taken me a while to get to that movie because it's so depressing. You know what it's like. It's so personal. Yeah. Or overweight. That whole thing is hits me very hard. Yeah. And Agreed. it's very difficult for me to watch because I know what the story is about. Yeah. And it's it's taken me. I at first I said I wasn't gonna watch it, mm-hmm. and now I'm softening up, much like my arteries will will will, will collect <laughs> to my arteries. That's yeah. Very much loosened up. My feelings on it have loosened up, and I I believe I will watch the whale, but it's just gonna give. Me, it's just gonna take me a minute. It's gonna, if it. Yeah. I, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything, but uh, this is just my critique of it. Um, <clears throat> the movie is not that great, right. to be honest. Right. But Brendan Fraser, right, is incredible. So I feel there's a lot of I feel like that. I, I've I've been saying that for years. People oftentimes are, uh, uh, they connect the movie with the role, which is understandable, normal. But people can't separate the two. I said for a thousand during its peak, I would say Christian Bale is an awful Batman. And people were like, that movie's amazing. I'm like, I we're agree. not saying that. I'm like, the movie's amazing. The movies yeah. are great. But he sucks as Batman. I and agree. people did not see that. For a long time, I was I was a lone man on a hill fucking fighting that battle. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until Ben Affleck came out and now Patterson came out that the people were like, oh, yeah, Christian Bale was a bad Batman. I'm like, yeah. fucking A, man. Yeah. It, took you, it took two other actors doing a better job than him to show like what you're what you're 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 being a fan of the movie he's in but not of yeah. the performance and then i think the true is it goes the other way around too you could be a great actor in a bad movie yeah right and then you could be you could you know what i mean like scarface i think he was a bad actor he did he did a bad job in this otherwise good movie yeah but it agreed. Took me, it took me 25 years for me to say for me to be able to say that. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's true, man. I mean, I uh I totally agree with with Scar with the Scarface thing. I mean yeah. I know I, we've uh, gone off on, to the listener, I know we've gone off on tangents and talking about other actors and other movies, but you know, Scarface, there's only so much you can say about Scarface that hasn't that's been that's also that's at also every barbershop. Yeah, that's how <laughs> every cigar bar. <laughs> yeah, that's how every that's that's how all of uh comic conversations are though it's just tangents and, yeah we're just and we're also movie nerds so like yeah. we're just like we're, you know remember this this and this have you I read mean, tarantino's new book i haven't but dude, um dude dude it's, I, I i went through it in three days really i went through the book in three days it's okay. so much information I love, tarantino. So much, I, I love tarantino but you know i love 
listening to anybody nerd out about something passionate that they're passionate about. Yeah. And the fact how the the way he nerds out about old movies, actual old movies, not 1983. Movies, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the way he nerds out about old movies is so infectious because I, yeah. as a fan of movies, I don't know the movies he's talking about, or I I don't I even the ones I do know of I hadn't seen. So I went back and watched a bunch of these old movies from the seventies that I hadn't, that I never had. Some of them I had never heard of. Some of them yeah. I had heard of and I haven't seen, like The Getaway. I had heard of, but I never saw. And I went back and watched The Getaway, like all of these. So each chapter is him breaking down, talking about these movies, not only about the movies, but how the the journey of how the movies got made, the actors that were in the movies, other movies that these actors that were in the movie made prior to that or post that. And it's very fucking. The book is amazing. I, I love the book. I love Tarantino, and I'm. He's my favorite director. He's my favorite film director. Dude, I knew that I I would go to bat for every fucking movie. I agree. I agree with you, and I will say this as an actor: um, one of the hardest things is that I never got to audition for him before he was in production for his last movie. Yeah, like I I just he's not gonna do that. I, I think he's going to call this his last movie and then maybe he will for like 10 years, but then he'll get the itch. There's no way he calls it. He calls it a career. I call bullshit on that. I don't think he thinks it's bullshit. I think he believes it in his heart, yeah. but I believe that in 10 years after this movie, I think he'll get an itch. He'll an idea for a movie will come in his head and he'll just be like, I, and then with the way he's always talked about that, he doesn't like other people fucking doing cause he hates what was done to natural born killers, which yeah. is a script that he wrote. So he, I don't think I think within t- I think 10 years down the road, he's going to be like, I have a niche again and he's going to do it again. Yeah, I believe he believes, big enough to be I believe he believes <laughs> that this is his last movie. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to happen. I hope not. I mean, I hope not, man. I mean, I, th- I think it's so stupid to begin with, to be honest with you. He's like, isn't it cool to have a round number like 10 number 10 movies? I'm like, no, that's fucking stupid. Shut up. <laughs> that's not impressing anybody. Nobody's impressed by that. I Nobody's think impressed. I think what he wants this is just me, but I think I think he just wants a perfect track record. You know yeah, what I mean? But he, does, but he doesn't have a tr- perfect track record with critics. He himself has talked about of him course. being slashed by critics and and how there was too gory and like he talks about. But he, I don't think he gives a fuck about that. I think he cares about making the best movies he can. And I think he literally, I heard him on an interview say like, "Isn't it cool just to think of like ten, like a nice round number?" And Jimmy Kimmel was like, "No." <laughs> yeah, that's no. stupid. Fucking if you're dumb. a good director, people want to see your stuff. Like, and that's if you're just a good, if is. you're a filmmaker, you just keep making films because you love it, not because you have to. Now, if you feel that you're locked into a contract with a with a studio, that's different. Now you're just yeah. a corporate bitch. But if you're a yeah. fucking artist and you're a filmmaker, make the movies you want to make whenever you want to make them. Nobody's pressuring you. And some people really feel like like there's people that I've met that are like. You know, I think I have four, like, I'm sure you've met comics yeah. like this, where they're like, I feel like I have four specials in me. Right. You know, or I feel like I have one book in me or something like that. Maybe yeah. he really feels like he only has 10 movies in him, you know? Well, I, think it's, I mean, he's been saying this as the beginning of his career, so who knows? Anyways, let's talk about uh, Scarface. Uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 81% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes by the critics. Eighty-five percent. Eighty-one. Eighty-one. Okay. Either way, that's still really high. I think that's uh, extremely high for critics. For critics, uh, what would you say is a higher or lower for our audience? I mean, I... <laughs> I'm trying to think how many Miami people would get a Rotten Tomatoes account. 
how many barbers have a Rotten Tomatoes account just so they can audience score this. Because if they did, this would be a fucking 100% audience score. (laughs) What do you think it is now? I think I'm going to go 81. I'm going to say it's 90. Okay. Uh, It's actually 93. Audience Damn, score. I was close. 93, yeah. So it is uh, it is higher than the um, audience score, uh, than our critic score, but it's 93%. What would you rate this movie? One to five, and what would be your rating system? Um, Let's see. Um, I would say three cockroaches. Because um, I would recommend it. Like, I think the movie's important. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think the movie is important to watch. It's cinematically a very good mobster movie. Right. Like, and that's something that we that we didn't talk about. Like, and by the way, Michelle Pfeiffer is hot as balls in this movie. Smoke man. show, and she delivers great fucking a great a great part. She yeah. I, again, everybody in this movie is a better actor than Al Pacino is in this movie. <laughs> I mean, everybody yeah, in this movie. She's not just like the girlfriend. In no. the movie, you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. she actually has a purpose, and yeah. it's uh, it's great. Um, so you're giving it three. You're giving it three out of five. Yeah, I'm giving it three. Yeah, three, out of five three cockroaches. cockroaches out of five. I will. I will go with three and a half. I'm gonna go with three and a half polluted wombs. <laughs> I go three, three and a half polluted wombs out of five. Three and a half out of five polluted wombs is my rating. So that's uh, that's the rating. Uh, anyways, all right. So we got to get going because we're coming up in an hour now. So we got to get going. Uh, uh, Mike, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you for uh, having me. Uh, make sure you check out uh, Mike's podcast. Uh, season two is coming up of Child Like at Best with Mike Valdez. You can yep. find it at geekbro.net along with all, every other place you, you find uh, podcasts. Uh, check out the other podcasts on the uh, the Geek Bro Network that include not just Child Like at Best, but also uh, Better Let Me Tell You, um, uh, Cramocopia with uh, Jeff and Q, uh, Kick Flicks, What's Up Bro, uh, and um, there was another one, and I'm, and I'm forgetting, I'm blanking out right now, but uh, make sure you check out the other podcasts on the Geek Bro Network, go to geekbro.net, oh, the uh, the uh, Mount Geekmore podcast, which has been on a break for almost a year now, but it's coming back, yeah. I promise. Oh, it's, it's coming back, okay. Time is really a bit difficult for me, scheduling is really difficult, and being on cruise ships, being on so much, and then being on cruise ships so much with bad Wi-Fi is very yeah. difficult oh, for I me, know. so it's, it's, been getting, it's been getting hectic, but love you guys, uh, thank you guys for checking us out, and that's how um, movies are reviewed. Thank <laughs> you.